Hey guys, this is Table Talks with the Tares, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. I'm MJ. I'm Ash. And um, we forgot to record the intro to this episode, <laughs> so we are just quickly adding this. So if this sounds completely different, don't worry, the rest of the episode will sound awesome. <laughs> um, today we wanted to spend some time talking about different parenting perspectives that we've had through the years. And kind of took a little deep dive here on this one, connecting some of the things that in our past has caused us to parent the way that we do today. Mm-hmm. And maybe trying to break some of those generational habits. So here's our little episode and parenting perspectives. Hope you enjoy. All right, love. Here we are, love. We've been on a bit of a hiatus because you've been hacking up along. How are you feeling now? I am feeling better. A lot better, actually. I've been sick for almost a week and a half now. Yep. Some upper respiratory thing. I think last time we recorded. for COVID, so it's it's not COVID. Yep. But, like, I lost my voice from coughing so badly. And for, like, three nights straight, neither one of us got sleep because Mm -hmm. I was just coughing my lungs literally out of my I chose not to get sleep to, so that I could support you. Wow. You chose not to get sick? Sleep. Oh, I thought you said you chose not to get sick. Right. Like, it's all mental. Okay, immunity of steel. Sometimes, you know, it's, if you just overcome these mental barriers. If you just think it. Yeah, sickness is just a mindset. Wow. <laughs> you. That's insane. Yeah. Well, I'll remember that next time you're sick. Oh, uh, yeah, please when you're do. sick... Yeah, it's just weakness just leaving your body. Shuts down, so I'll just be like, "Oh, babe, it's just a mindset." <laughs> right, but <laughs> there is something to be said about mindset and how fast you recover. Oh, I do think the mindset. placebo effect. Yes, there is something. The mind is very interconnected to overall health and mm-hmm. well-being. I think for sure. So powerful thing. I told you I was reading this book. We should talk about this sometime. Mm. on neuroplasticity mm-hmm. and just how you're the way that you think can literally rewire some of your like neural syn- I don't know what they're called synapses I don't know oof it's is, it's very way outside my uh, circle of competency it's super fascinating the stuff that I'm reading mm-hmm. so anyways we'll talk about that another time but but if you keep doling up these promises <laughs> that we're going to talk about now we have to actually talk about it next year oh okay yeah next year <laughs> I have to read the book first. Okay. If it's a bad book, then I don't want to talk about it. Well, we should talk about it if it's a bad book. <laughs> okay. And say, hey, don't read this book. It's yeah. terrible. It's it's a really fascinating area of study. Yeah. For sure. Well, today I wanted to talk about our differences in parenting, parenting perspectives, mm-hmm. and just similarities, compare and contrast, and wanted to just get your thoughts on, you know, now that we have two, mm-hmm. I think for anybody who might be asking you the question of like, hey, what's it like from going from like being married for four years without children to now having two freaking children that you have to take care of? (laughs) Two literal souls, yeah. And then I think through the years, and I say years, it's only been three, but through the years of being young parents and not young as in like you and I are young, but probably new to the game parents, some of the differences between you and I have started to come out or come to the surface. Mm-hmm. And I think we've, I don't know, we're trying to like navigate through 
what our family identity is in parenting because mm-hmm. I think our default is probably a certain way and it's probably different. I mean, it's definitely different between you and I. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to talk through what those differences are and how you've seen some things be the same or uh, different between how you and I parent. Like what are some things you've seen me do differently from what you'd normally do? Different, we're going to talk about different yeah, let's, Oof. let's do differences first. Um, and then on top of that, one of the newer observations that I've had is that with having two kids, mm-hmm. you realize you don't parent these two the same way either because they have different personalities as well. And so mm-hmm. compare that for yourself as well with how you've differed in your approaches to parenting yeah. certain personality types hmm. now that you have two. Yeah. So I think our difference is one thing that I noticed in the very beginning in the newborn stage was maybe not even necessarily as much a parenting thing. It, it is a parenting thing, but um, you're just so much better at meeting your needs. <laughs> and so you found these ways. I would watch you with Evie and you found ways to just make this situation work for what you needed. And what I mean by that is, let's say you needed to do the dishes or you needed to make a meal for yourself. You were so good at just like strapping her in the wrap and just doing those things. And I feel like I struggled with that a little bit more in that I was so much more focused on her needs than meeting my needs. Um, I think I've always been not the greatest at identifying what my needs are. And, what, and, and by that, I mean that I have a hard time telling the difference between what I think I want and what I actually need in a situation. And, so, and I often defer to what I think I want, but it doesn't meet the need. And so I have a really hard time with that for whatever reason. And I didn't really, that didn't come head to head until I became a mom. Mm-hmm. And now there was a barrier to me being able to meet my need. And if I, if I did the wrong thing, then it really hurt me because like if I chose the thing I thought I wanted, but not the thing I needed, then that really hurt me in motherhood. And so I think from the start, that was one thing I noticed that was different about you and I, and that has extended into just your ability to really pivot with them so well, where if things don't go as planned, let's say you're trying to get them both out the door and you're going to go to the store, like grocery shopping. And it's just like crap hits a the fan. They're screaming. Everybody's hungry. Like whatever happens, mm-hmm. you're so good at just like, okay, we're going to make a pit stop. We're going to get some French fries. Put them in your cups. We're going to go to the store. I'm going to sit you in this. Like you're so good at being able to pivot through those situations in a way that still ends up getting the thing done. I have a really hard time with, I want it done a certain way or in a certain order. And so if I'm in that same scenario where I'm trying to get them both out the door and we're going to go grocery shopping, I have it in my mind how I want that to go because I'm thinking of things before and things after. I'm thinking of if we don't do it in this order, then by the time we get back, Jude's naps all off. That's going to throw my whole afternoon off. I won't have time, you know? So it's like everything's hinging on some other like moving piece in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I have a really hard time just kind of going with the flow in the moment. And 
kind of letting the chips fall as they do. I, I'm more in those moments. I'm like, I want compliance. I want you just to listen. I just want you to sit there. I don't want you to scream. I don't want to mm-hmm. have to stop and get food now. I don't want to, you know, I have a harder time kind of eat, biting the bullet for those things. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's a big difference between you and I. It's it's more personal, but I think it plays out in parenting. What do you think it is that makes you, like, is it is it a sense of, like, I need to get this much stuff done in a certain amount? amount of time where there is this sense of like we need to get through this because i think one of the things i've noticed is that you kind of realize like your time isn't yours anymore yeah and you have to pay i don't know let's just call it the toddler tax where you just tack on an extra 25 percent to the time that you think it's going to take you yeah to tie your shoes to put on a jacket yeah to get into a car seat i think it's independence I'm extremely independent. You're highly autonomous. So you don't care if I tell you what to do as long as I don't tell you how to do it. I'm not that way. I don't like being told what to do. You <laughs> don't so, like being dictated by your children to do it yeah, a certain way or yeah. a certain When time. I start feeling like their behavior is causing me to make choices that I didn't intend on making subconsciously, that just like does something to that independent person in me mm-hmm. where I'm like, don't tell me what to like we're gonna do it this way I, and I don't even mean to be like it's it's not even a conscious thing right it's just I'm so independent and I don't like people dictating my time or telling me what to do that even if it's little humans highly dependent especially on you. if it's little humans no we're gonna do it my way yeah. and so I have a really hard time not feeling like I'm just giving into their whims Mm-hmm. And like losing all of my independence in the process. Like I'm just totally succumbing to mm-hmm. the the way that they want to dictate the day. I know it's just like such a different framework for no, you. Like you so never different. see that like, situation that like, way. That's why when I watch it unfold for you, I'm like, man, I wish I could be more like you. Yeah. But that's what's going on inside of me is it's that piece of like, I feel like someone's dictating my day for me and I just don't like, I don't like it. And I'm, I've really learned to grow in that. Right, you have. Um, but it was very hard for me at first mm-hmm. in motherhood to feel like I had these tiny humans dictating everything about my day. How much do you think of that is just a cultural thing or a personality thing? Because I don't know how often I've run into that. Not that I've like co-parented with anybody else before, <laughs> you know, make it sound like, you know, in all my experiences as a father, no, it's more of just like, do you think that's distinctly an Ashley thing or is yes. that an American thing? No, I think it's a personality thing. I'm sure other moms who can resonate with maybe being a high achiever or feeling that like they have that independent streak where it's like I don't like people telling me what to do why not uh I think this goes to some deep places in my childhood (laughs) let's go there (laughs) oh gosh well I think it goes back to my life was upended when I was three and I like my world was split between two homes and so Everything about my environment and my life from that point forward yeah. was dictated. Every day was different, you know, and dictated for me. And I think it instilled in me this like probably unhealthy way of coping by being highly independent. I want to drive my day. I want to drive my decisions. 
like everybody else is making these decisions for me. I don't want my, in my three-year-old mind, I'm thinking I don't want my family to come apart like that. And now I don't know. I I literally like saw a card I made for my dad when I was six. It was like, happy Father's Day, dad. I hope I see you again. You know, like this is what's going through my little brain. So in the core of it, decisions were made that you you didn't make these decisions and there was thrown into utter like what you thought was normal is now upside down upside down yeah in addition to that there was on one side of my family there's a lot of adoptions too so there was people leaving like my parents one of my parents left and then these strangers siblings joining and so it was constantly changing in my environment without my like it was happening to me so at the core of it, when there is an uncertainty for the speed of which your toddlers go about the things you want to accomplish. <laughs> Yikes. It brings me back to that place. Probably that triggers that feeling of like, like subconsciously, probably this is happening yeah. to me and I'm not in control of it anymore. And is it because like there's maybe something just right around the corner that I need to clench my booty for? Or is it just like this whole f- like it makes you just feel unsettled to not feel like you can make the decision. Yeah, I think it's that. So it's just the feeling. Rather it's just than the like, feeling of not being able to be decisive and somebody else deciding things like my quote unquote destiny for me. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like my day unfolding by the choices of other people and the events happening to me as opposed to me consciously making choices right or wrong at least i can take responsibility for that like it was my choice i did that and that resulted in x outcome you know what i mean yeah when something happens to me and i can't like take responsibility for it i have a really hard time with that and i think it has to do with my upbringing so i will say love you've come a really long way since then it was something i really had to i was very it was surprising to me in motherhood that that was a thing that i've struggled with Right, because you, since you, you know, it's been a while since you were under the roof of your parents' house. Yeah. And you don't have to deal with that for a long time. Yeah. Well, up to that point, even in our marriage. Right. I mean. We're independent, autonomous people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I was almost completely in control of my day-to-day, you know what I mean? And so, throw a kid in the mix, and that just changed absolutely everything about that. How has your perspective on that changed since we first brought Evie home day one in the sense of like, you know, we're constantly being thrust into situations where it's outside of our control or our pace or our decision making, but you can't just like push it away. Like you, you have to come head to head with it when it's something as large as we're out somewhere and somebody has a blowout to as little as like, Evie struggles to zip her jacket up so it delays things like from small to large and I'm not even sure if that's the smallest or the largest but those are just examples how do you think you've changed through the years of being in a situation as a parent or as a mom in your case where you're constantly facing having to change plans or pivot right What's tough is that Evie is very similar. She's also very highly <laughs> independent. Yeah, she is. And so our wills are co- constantly in conflict with each other. And so I have to remember that in the same, I have to look at her and remember that 
she is looking to make this decisions and be in control of her day in the same way that I am. And if I don't allow her those little moments of being able to do that, yep. I'm in a sense making choices for her, doing yeah. things for her, which is the thing that I don't like. I'm creating that same environment for her if I don't also give her the freedom to make her own choices at times within reason, obviously, you know, yeah, in appropriate ways. But when she's really fighting me on things, if it's not something that's detrimental to her or me or, you know, whatever, like I need to remember that if I'm not letting her exercise that same independent muscle she has as well, I'm being that outside force doing the thing for her and to her. That caused you to feel... That caused me to feel that way. In the first place. Yeah. And so I don't want to repeat that same pattern Mm -hmm. inadvertently in her life. Obviously, it's not like necessarily a tumultuous thing, like where you or I are leaving the family. Right. But I do that to her. I can do that in little ways by not giving her that same, some of those same freedoms of decision making that she's seeking in her day to day. And so I try to, in areas that I can, allow mm-hmm. her to exercise that muscle. Um, it's pretty light stuff right there. <laughs> I was going to say, this <laughs> goes so deep. Yeah, it's, it must, and I'll say this, love, that I am, that that's not something that I necessarily say like, oh, I'm afraid we're going to make this repeat itself in mm-hmm. Evie. Mm-hmm. I think that, at the end of the day, we have to trust that the Lord will raise her and she will grow up to be the woman that she is supposed to be because of our pairing and parenting and yeah. in spite of our parenting. Yeah. And <clears throat> the sense of like, you're not 100% responsible for every single decision she's going to make. Like we play a massive role. Yeah. And I'm well aware of that. But we are not the end-all, be-all. Yeah. And in a sense, I'm also very aware of the fact that the times that I can recognize what's going on in that moment in both of us, and I can make a different decision for in the sense of letting her choose instead of just plowing over her to get the thing done, right? Mm -hmm. In a sense, I'm aware of the fact that the Lord is redeeming some of that in me. Mm. Because that's not always healthy in me, you know? It's a coping mechanism I learned to turn to. And so while I don't want to foster a a high independence in her, like like I did in in a coping kind of way where she reverts to it in unhealthy ways, I do want to allow her to exercise that muscle in healthy ways. Mm -hmm. And so in that exchange where I am allowing her to exercise it in a healthy way and it's kind of undoing the unhealthy way in me, I see the Lord redeeming some of that yeah. for both of us. You know what I mean? So yeah. there is a really beautiful exchange happening there. And I can be aware of the Lord parenting me in that moment too, you know, and redeeming some of my past in the process. Have you seen the way you are a mom to a boy versus a girl be like starkly different? Or is it more of a personality thing? I think that. Jude brings out a different side of me than Evie does, for sure. Mm-hmm. Evie has a lot of my tendencies. That she's very adventurous. She's very bold. She's very independent, like all these things that are very similar to me. And so she kind of 
we can feed off of each other in those things. But with Jude, he's very playful mm-hmm. and silly. Mm-hmm. And so he brings out this other side of me that's very reminiscent of my dad. And so it's just a really, I don't know, a sweet thing that I love getting to have those moments. Everything's a game to that kid, you know? Oh, yeah. And so, and his energy is just off the wall. Yeah, it's so just so different. That. But I don't know. What about for you? In the sense of like the differences between yeah. the two of them? I think for the energy part, it's definitely been the change because I wasn't, like I wasn't as rough with Evie in terms of roughhousing mm-hmm. as I am with Judah at his age. Yeah. Like I can be like that with her now because she's basically twice as old as he is. Yeah. And she can handle it. But like he loves he loves being it. right there on the edge yeah. of like this is right on the limit of what you could physically do right now. Mm-hmm. And he loves hanging out right there. And so he, I mean, he's got scratches and bumps and bruises. Oh my gosh, his whole face. Yeah, and that's just him like exploring and being on the edge of his competency. So for me, I don't know, I kind of like to watch him see, like watch and see him get to the edge of that all the time. Mm-hmm. Probably more so than I, I should. Like if a ton of times I've had to run down the hallway and make sure he doesn't like run down the stairs. <laughs> Whereas with Evie then and still now that was not so well we didn't really have a staircase back then but like even with smaller things of like not having to lock kitchen cabinets with her have to baby proof anything no yeah and with him he's like going through everything i mean the bathroom doors open he runs in there and he will take any opportunity he can to dip his hand into the toilet seat or play with the toilet paper yeah he's yeah and so I don't know if that's just like a distinctly, you know, I've heard it be said like, oh, that's just how boys are. Or if that's just like a Judah thing. But I don't know how I've parented or have been a dad to them. I think, yeah, I mean, they're just distinctly different personalities. Mm -hmm. And so I don't even really know exactly what that'll mean for me in the future because we're still so early on with even like uncovering who Judah is Mm -hmm. at his age. But there's like very distinct like non-environmental distinctives between the two of them where you're like i think i raised you guys completely the same but you're totally different personalities and Mm -hmm. like they're both creative but in different ways and they're both curious but in different ways yeah and like with evie she's very creative on like the drawing Mm -hmm. and like the inventive imaginativeness yeah and and judah's like curiosity like takes him to like mechanics yeah mechanics but then also he like loves looking at books he does yeah and not saying that that was like not an interest for evie but there's just like very distinct differences between Mm -hmm. the two of them that i don't know i'm just still curious to see what that'll be in the future and that feels weird to say because he's uh, you know he's getting close to turning two but that's really like the time when they start having a personality because before then you're just kind of keeping a blob of flesh alive. Yeah. And he's now, you know, just learning to, we're, we're still learning who he is and mm-hmm. his tendencies, the way he, you know, where he's at with his speech. It's just funny comparing like where they're at in terms of how they're tracking speech wise 
gross motor skills wise, fine motor skills, and the you know just the things that you just notice between the two of them. I think one of the things that's interesting with Judah is that because he has somebody to look up to, mm-hmm. he very desperately you can see he wants to do the exact same things that Evie can do and can yeah. easily do, and that gets him in trouble sometimes because like she like builds a castle and climbs on top of it and he thinks he can do the exact same thing yeah and he can't or like just like tonight he took the potty chair and put it on the toilet seat <laughs> within seconds of like knowing that the uh the, the bathroom was open and then took the uh step stool and like stood on it and pretended like he could wash his hands and he could barely look over the sink uh-huh. and i like i see that and then i'm like dude you are watching your sister do this you yeah. know your sister does this and you very desperately want to like do the same things your sister does. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's it's also interesting seeing somebody who has somebody older to look up to yep. emulate those very same things that he's seen her do very normally, naturally, that she's comfortable with. So I don't know what, how that will play into what that means for us as parents and how we need to navigate through that. But I can already tell even now, like just the differences that there's going to be something we're going to have to do differently for him versus what it's been for her. I mean, even just like, you know, I'm going off into different areas, but even in just correcting them Mm. and discipline, like whatever disciplining means Mm -hmm. when you right now when with Evie, when you tell her like she did something wrong, she'll like double down on like some excuse rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, Evie, we just need you to say that you didn't mean to do that and you're sorry. And then she's still, doubles down this like excuse whereas like you correct judah like judah don't stick your hand in the trash he like changes the subject or he feels really bad yeah like what did he do with you tonight Tonight, when he like got in trouble yes sternly told him to get away from the trash and he like went over to you but his eyes were like a little Mm -hmm. like teary and he was into his kind of like whimper thing where he's like (laughs) yeah Evie's not like that. He came back to me with his arms like open for a hug. He like <laughs> really wanted a hug to make sure that we were like, okay. okay. Yeah. I've never seen him do That was the first time he's kind of like pulse checked mm. me mm. after like being stern. It's like he finally got it that like yeah. there was a change in demeanor, you know? Yeah. When I told him not to do something. Yeah. And then it resulted in something relationally between us. And he just yeah. like had to come back and make it right and again like he's a year and a half and like this is the first time we're seeing how he responds to stuff like that so it's still very much a blank canvas in terms of how he will be later on when he grows up Mm because that could totally turn on a dime i mean that's basically what it feels like with evie sometimes where she's one way one day and then the next day she like the things that used to work don't work anymore you're kind of just trying to figure it out so yeah yeah it's just different with them Especially when it's like a girl and a boy where you feel like there's already differences. I don't know. I'm just curious to see what that could look like. I know. Yeah. What is something that you would, or what is some advice you would give yourself if you could go back and talk to you who was about to go with me to the hospital and give birth to Evie? Like at that time before you. Hmm. Hmm, that's a good one. I don't, I don't really know. I'm, I'm stumped, babe. <laughs> I don't really know what I would, I mean, I'm, I know that there was a lot I would say because I feel like we've grown and changed 
So what's something I would do differently or something that I would tell my younger Mm -hmm. self or my about to be dad self? Mm -hmm. I think it's just that in a way, a lot of things are going to change, but also feel the same in a strange way. And that it was just hard to imagine what it would be like to be a dad back then. And that there's these, some of these little humans that are going to change fundamentally how you think about like your priorities, how you spend your time, not how you're going to think about it, but like how you're literally going to spend your time Mm -hmm. is fundamentally going to change because these children are highly dependent on you. And so for me, who like already was somebody who could easily pivot, I don't know if I knew exactly how much, like to what extent that would be. Because you think about it like a job where you like, it's a nine to five or eight to five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And by like 5 p.m. you're like, you're, you're done. Or what was like a regular job like that with parenting. Like that's not what it is. Yeah, it never it's, shuts off. It never shuts off. And so I don't think I was quite ready for, especially at the very beginning where they are highly dependent on you for like feeding and everything. staying alive, everything. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think that it would change as much as it would. So I would tell myself like, get ready for that change. But then I also would say that I just didn't think that I would have the amount of like love I have for them. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't think about that mm-hmm. of like at first these kids are strangers and then you get to know them as they grow up and you just see them like blossom into who they are today. Yeah. And like we're very early with Judah in terms of like even learning who he is. And I still distinctly remember even before having him of like, I can't imagine having another little human join our family and the way I would feel towards this new human being, the way I have felt for or towards Evie. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as somebody on the emotional EQ spectrum that registers barely positive, I think it's just been like, a journey on that side where it's like, wow, I did not think that I could like really feel love for these tiny humans who didn't exist three, four years ago. Yeah. And so, you you know, just get ready for that because that'll change the way you prioritize things. That'll change the way you are willing to just go at lengths to make sure their well-being, you know, that they're taken care of and, you know, things like that. But what about you? Yeah, it's so hard to... um it's so hard to know what to say. I feel like there's so yeah. much I would want to say, but you also, if I could go back, I wouldn't want to overwhelm myself. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what part of this to give you. Mm-hmm. I could give you like a whole book, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I feel like you probably just need one sentence right now. You know, it's just like. And the book that we have might not apply to the situation or parent that you would give the book to, you know, like it's so, un- it's so unique, but so similar yeah like every parent probably could write a very similar book with very different chapters oh yeah for sure i mean if i could go back and talk to me specifically though yeah yeah i just we wouldn't have been ready for it i don't think no which is crazy because so many people give you advice before you get to that point and you're just like wah, wah. Yeah, people just that's complain how you about things. their kids and everybody just complains about not getting sleep and that's not going to happen to us mm-hmm. you know whatever you just you think you're going to be the exception there's just no way to wrap your mind around what this is going to be and and it's it's not that it's not hard 
Yeah, I'm not even talking good or bad. I'm just yeah. saying there's no way to physically wrap your mind around the gaps of what this actually, sure. like what it actually means to be a parent. Right. Like there's no way until you walk through it, you know, where even if me today could go back to me then about to have Evie. Yeah, there's no amount of conversation. I would it. not even trust myself and I'm probably the, the like... Who else would I m- you more from the trust? Yeah. Than, yeah. And even at that, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. So. so there's a sense of like false confidence or arrogance that you have when you don't really, when you haven't really been through it. Yeah. Because you're filling the gaps with what your current reality is. Mm-hmm. What you're not considering is that your current reality is about to flip on its head. It is not going to look the way that it looks for you today. Yeah, and I that think that's was what really I was trying hard to say. for me to picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I thought I would just go about my day, but now I would just insert this baby. Right, like an accessory. <laughs> yeah. That's And that's what I was trying to articulate. And I was having a hard time explaining it that on the one hand, it is like fundamentally changing. But on the other hand, there's also some like fundamental, like emotional shifts that you'll experience yeah. that yeah. you don't really know how to prepare for because it's like you're going to love somebody that you don't even know yet right that you're going to learn about yeah yeah even something what does that even mean you know i always in my head was like i'll never be the mom who can never send their kid to babysitting or like like, i will never have a problem with that i'm not going to be that mom and then you have a kid and it's like (laughs) you got to think about it as like this is a, a terrible like equivalent but like if you don't have a child, then what is the most expensive possession that you own? How are you going to feel just rolling up to somebody else being like, hey, can you can you just like hold on to my car for me yeah. for a few days? Can you just take to my car for a drive? Right. In what universe do you ever feel comfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> giving people mm-hmm. possession of the th- thing that is most valuable yeah. to you? Right. And and now equate that to a literal life of a human being that you are responsible for. <laughs> and if something goes wrong, like that's your, like you are responsible for that. Even mm-hmm. if you weren't the one who was there, like you're the mom, you're the dad, you, that child's life is your responsibility, you know? Right. And so, yeah, it's so different when you, when you're like, wow, that decision would be so easy, you know, to like, I don't know, even something as simple as bringing my kid to ch- kids church so we could sit in the service. Well, then you actually get to that moment when you're the parent and you have that child and you're like, wow, do I know these people? Do they have background checks? Do they, you know, you start to think about things differently because, right? you know, you're not just going to let somebody borrow your truck <laughs> and not mm-hmm. think through the your consequences. Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's just funny how, Yeah. It's so hard to wrap your mind around those. It was hard for me. I'll say it to myself. It was hard for me to wrap my mind around any of that before Mm -hmm. I actually had a child. You know, before I actually had Evie. Yeah. And her name was Evie. And she, you know, I'm looking at her. Right. And I'm holding her and I'm responsible for her. Like, I feel the weight of the responsibility of her life. So, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to? That's all I got, babe. That's all you got? It's a wrap. Well, here's our take on parenting perspectives four years in. How many years has it been? Almost four. Almost four years. Coming up on four years. Congratulations, babe. You made it so far. (laughs) Something worth celebrating. 
I feel like the oldest birthday should be like your parenting anniversary. Yes. We should we should view it that way. So on Evie's birthday, she should actually bake us a cake. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Congrats, Evie. <laughs> but really, the cake is for us. As long as it's gluten free. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table. <laughs>